Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for February 1st, 2022. I'm teaching a series this year. I'm going to be teaching all year about intentional progress. This is a year of progression for us, and I believe the Father wants us to be intentional about receiving that progress. We must be deliberate. We must be focused, and we're not going to be haphazard. We're not going to just wait and sit back. Well, God wants me to have progress. He's going to bring it to me on a silver platter. No, we're going to seek the face of God. We're going to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. We're going to be led by the divine impulses of the Holy Spirit on the inside so that we can be deliberate and intentional about the progress that God has already destined for us to have. We've been learning life lessons from the life of Jesus. We're going to continue to flow in that same vein. Please open up your heart to receive the word. Amen. Greater is coming for us. So let's talk about it. So life lessons from the life of Jesus. This is part 17. If you missed any of it, you can go back to the website or to the YouTube channel and check it out. And I I would ask you to do that. It'll it'll be a blessing to you. Um, So once again, this is part of the six steps that the Lord gave me at the beginning of the year to just lay out um, some things for us to kind of, I'm going to walk through all six of these, but right now we're stuck in number one. As it relates to praying and discerning, the Lord let me to just teach from the life of Jesus and see how he lived. And he was never stressed out. He was just walking with the Holy Spirit. He was led of the Holy Spirit in all things at all times. And that's the way that we're supposed to live. And then in this series, it will take months, but we'll get through all of this. So let's get into what I'm talking about this morning, which is uh, John chapter 15. So we studied in this series already, John chapter five, six, eight, 12 and 14. And we finally yesterday got to John chapter 15. We looked at John chapter 15 verses one through eight from the message Bible. And we're going to go back to that passage again today. And then we'll get into what God has given me to share. So here we go. Jesus said, I am the real vine and my father is the farmer. He cuts off every branch in me that does not produce fruit. And every branch that is fruit bearing, he actually cuts it. He snips it back. He prunes it so that it would produce even more fruit. Now you are already pruned by the message that I have spoken. Live in me, make your home in me, just as I will make my home in you. In the same way that a branch cannot bear grapes or fruit by itself, but by only being connected to the vine, you cannot produce fruit unless you are connected to me. I am the vine, you are the branches. When you're really joined with me and me with you, then the relation is intimate and organic and the harvest is sure to be abundant. Now separated, you can't produce a thing. Anyone who separates themselves from me is dead wood, gathered up and it will be thrown into a bonfire. But if you make yourselves at home with me and my words at home with you, then you can be sure that you can ask for whatever you want and it will be listened to and acted upon This is how my father shows who he is. The way that my father manifests who he is in this world is when you guys produce fruit. And that way you become mature 
disciples. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning, and there's a lot in, in what the Holy Spirit gave me. So as I give you these three things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. Number one, the Holy Spirit is your connection to the life of God. Let's talk about the life of God for a moment. You think you had life before you came to Jesus, but when you came to Jesus, you discovered true life. Jesus said, anyone who wants to become my disciple, my follower, you must give up the life. You got to stop thinking about what you want. <laughs> you got to give up the life that you thought you had. And then when you come to me, you will discover true and everlasting life. Jesus characterized himself as divine. That's the picture that he's painting for us. He's divine, we're the branches, and the father is the farmer. So it's obvious that the branches cannot live without the vine. Obviously, that's a that's an easy picture to picture. Uh, but what may be less obvious is that the life of God flows through the vine to the branches and through the branches. So, so while it's obvious that, yeah, if I'm a branch and I'm disconnected from the vine, there's no life. But sometimes people don't realize that when I am connected to God, then the life of God flows to me and the goal is for it to flow through me. I shared yesterday that a productive and fruitful branch is really just an extension of the vine. And it becomes a conduit through which the life-producing power of the vine is manifested. You and I are just an extension of God down here in this world. And we're supposed to live as conduits, as human conduits of the divine. In one of his later letters, the apostle John wrote in 1 John 5, 11 and 12, this is the testimony in essence. God gave us eternal life. That life is in his son. He that has the son has life. He that has not the son of God has not life. Whenever I quote that, 1 John 5, 11 and 12, I'm like, what are your questions? That's about as plain as it can be. The life of God, God gave us his life and that life is in Jesus, in his son. And when we have the son, we have that life. We have the, the word life, there is a Greek word, zoe. It's, it's the zoe life of God is flowing through the branches. When you're connected to God, then the life of God flows to you and the life of God flows through you. Now, for those of us that are born again on this on this call, uh, on this live stream, you know what I'm talking about as far as the life of God. But if you're not born again, you really don't know what this means. You need to accept Jesus as Lord. But when you're born again, you get, it's, I don't know, it's hard to explain what I'm talking about if you've never experienced it. But before I gave my life to Christ at 23 years old, and before I would, before that point, August 27, 1995, I thought I had life, but I didn't have real life until I was born again. There's a level of peace, a level of power that we experience when we get connected to God with the Holy Spirit because of Jesus, right? And I told you before that when the Holy Spirit was removed from Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, it created a hole. And every human born after the, the inheritance of Adam was born with a hole. And all of us were born with a hole. And, and so there's always something missing until we receive Jesus as Lord and we're filled with the Holy Spirit. There's always something missing. And people try to fill that something missing with sex, drugs, alcohol, money, women, fame, positions, titles, whatever. They try to fill the hole, but the only person that can fill the hole is the agent that created the hole when he left. And his name is Holy Spirit. So until you're born again, you don't know what it is to have real life. Once you're born again, it's like, man, for the first time ever, like for example, the night I got born again, I didn't go to the altar. Uh, Clarice Burnett is on here. Her husband, Pastor B. W., the late Pastor B.W. Burnett was preaching the gospel. And I didn't go up to the altar. Pastor Burnett said, 
you know, hey, if you want to accept Jesus as Lord, come up here. And I was like, man, I'm not going up there because I don't, <laughs> you know, I'm from Brooklyn. Somebody touched me. I might knock him out. I, so I didn't want to go up to the altar. I didn't go to the altar. I just stayed where I was at the back of the chapel, Camp Doha. And I, and I got on my knees and I said, Lord, I don't know what this saved thing is that's, that these people keep talking about, but I know I don't have it. I don't have what they have. And I want it. I said, God, would you save me? And boom, I was born again. And, and I don't know how to explain it. But in that moment, I knew I was born again. In that moment, I knew I was different. In that moment, that's it. My life changed forever. For the first time in my life, I was whole. I was complete. I was the way that God designed me to live. The way that I was supposed to live, Because, but Adam messed up and now the Holy Spirit was removed. But now, I'm boom, I am like Adam was before the fall. Boom, I am like Jesus was when he was walking around with the Holy Ghost. For the first time in my life, we walked around from the chapel to a place called Uncle Frosty's on Camp Doha, Kuwait. And my friend Leo Jacobs had invited me uh, uh, to, to church. I said, hey, Jake, I got, I got saved tonight. And he didn't see me go to the altar. So at first, he was like, yeah, whatever. Like, he, he didn't believe me. And I was like, no, 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 dude, I got saved. And then after I talked to him, he was like, okay, I, I believe you, man. But in that moment, I don't know how to explain it. I'm saying it's the life of God and it's, the, it's how we're supposed to live. When we get born again, boom, we get the zoe life of God. Let me keep going. Number two, the point of our life is to allow his life to flow through us. See, once you're born again and the Holy Spirit takes up residence inside of you, and now you have the Zoe life of God on the inside of you, then the life comes to you. But the goal is for the life to flow through you. It's not just for it to come to you. It comes to you affecting divine change, but the goal is for it to flow through you, effecting divine change. So said another way, the life of God, the God kind of life, that it produces change and fruit, right? It produces change in you, and then it's supposed to produce fruit from you, right? The change is for you. The fruit is for others. We're supposed to change the world. We're supposed to affect with effects and influence the people of this world and the systems of this world. Now, so many people are struggling to get a hold of themselves. So many people are struggling to get a hold of their own mental health. They don't have peace. They're trying to sleep good at night. They don't know what to do. They're like, oh my God, I'm struggling in my marriage. I'm struggling with these relationships. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. So, so many people are just trying to get a hold of themselves that they're not focused on fruit. They're just focused on change, right? I understand that the life of God will produce the change that you need on the inside. The life of God will give you peace and power. The life of God, the, the Bible says that God gives his beloved sweet, a sweet sleep, not just sleep, but sweet sleep. I mean, so the life of God will produce some stuff on the inside of you, but it, it produces change and fruit. After it produces change on the inside of you, the next level is supposed to produce fruit from you. God is too big of a God and his Holy Spirit is too powerful for God just to be focused on you. So the power that comes to you, you have to allow it to flow through you. But the the power of God will not flow through you if you don't allow it, if there's too much of you in the way. See, the, the, the key to becoming a human conduit of the divine is not more trying, right? Because I told you this before, it's not about trying, it's about dying. <laughs> and so if there's too much of you in the way, then the life of God can't flow because God will not compete with you. So, so what you and I, what we as believers have to do is simply allow God to flow. We have to learn how to enter into God's 
rest. We have to learn how to accept the grace life, how to, how to do things the way that Jesus did. Jesus was not going around stressing. Jesus wasn't trying to make anything happen. Jesus was allowing the Holy Spirit to flow through him. Jesus was, was in sync with the Father through the Holy Spirit. Jesus was at peace. What do we need? Oh, okay. Uh, oh, we need a donkey. <laughs> okay, cool. Hey guys. All right. Holy Spirit, what do you want? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's a donkey over there. Hey guys, go to this town. There's a donkey there. And you, if somebody asks you what's going on, say the father of the kingdom have need of this donkey. You bring it here. Well, he wasn't stressed over anything. He was, I'm saying we got to learn how to enter into God's rest. The life of God is in us. But if the life of God is not flowing through us, it's because there's too much of us in a way. We're, we're, and we're too focused on ourselves. Your life will become amazing when you stop focusing on yourself. Your life will become amazing when you stop being selfish. When you open up your heart to say, you know what? I'm a human conduit of the divine. Let me give you this example, and then I'll move on to the third point. Let's say that above me, this, this ceiling above me, I'm going to use that uh, uh, as an example or representative. Let's say that above that ceiling was a pool. Of course, there's not a pool there, but let's just imagine that there was a pool right above me, and that above that wall right there is full of water. If I were, and God wants, and the water is symbolic or representative of the blessing. And so let's say that uh, uh, I get connected. God says, I want to use you to, to bless other people. Basically, the water is the blessing. So I want to use you to, to wet other people with the blessing. Okay. So I connect to the water. I connect to the source. I'm not the source. Remember, I'm not the manufacturer. I'm the distribution center. And so I connect to the source. Okay. What do you want? Okay. Now wet this person. Boom. And the, the water flows through me and to them. And so now the ministry takes place when divine resources meet human needs through a loving channel to the glory of God. So now the water flows through me, boom, and they get wet and God uses me to be a blessing to somebody else. But here's, here's the good news. I was the pipe. The water was the blessing. The water can't pass through the pipe without the pipe getting wet too. So when you live your life focused on being a blessing to other people, you can't help but be blessed. When you live your life focused on just, you know what? I'm, I just want to be a blessing. I, I'm blessed to be a blessing. I'm not, I'm not here just focused on me and my four and no more. I'm not stressed out. I'm not focused on me. I just, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm down for whatever. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Then when God uses you to be a blessing to other people, guess what? You are blessed in the process Say amen to that. We are change and fruit, right? All of that. Why? Because we're connected to the vine. We're not making it happen. We're just letting it happen because we're connected to the life source and his name is Jesus. All right. Number three, uh, and this is my last point for today, but I really wanted to labor here a little bit. So number three, this is what Jesus said in the text. It's an intimate relationship with God produces sweatless abundance. Sweatless victory is what I call it. An intimate relationship with God produces sweatless victory. Let's talk about it. So Jesus said, when you're joined with me and I with you, the relation intimate and organic, then the harvest is sure to be abundant. He said, when, when you're connected to me, I'm connected to you. And you're not trying to make any, anything happen. It's just the relationship is intimate and the relationship is organic. It's just organic. I am just naturally a blessing. You know what I'm saying? Because God is living on the inside of me. And so, so it's just organic. The relationship is intimate. The relationship is organic. Then the harvest is coming. And not only that, the harvest, Jesus said, is sure to be abundant. The father doesn't just want to produce fruit in you, but the text is clear that like there's some people that he cuts off <laughs> and there's some people that he cuts on. 
And he cuts on the ones that are producing fruit. Why? So that it can produce more fruit. He prunes the, the branches that are producing so that it can produce more fruit. He wants you to have an abundance of fruit and for your fruit to be or to remain. So a fruitful, productive, and abundant life comes as a result of your intimate relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit and through His Son. That's it. And a productive, a fruitful, and an abundant life comes through your relationship with God. You, you're not trying to make it happen. You're just walking with God, and you are naturally supernatural, and you are naturally a blessing and the favor of God goes before you. And God is opening up doors for you that no man can close. And God is closing doors for you that no man can open. And you and you're putting stuff and whatever you put your hands to do is blessed. So the closer you get to God, the more fruit you will produce. Why? Because the more of you is getting out of the way. The more you die to self and get out of the way, then the blessing is organic. It, it is is. I'm just walking with God and the blessing is organic. The blessing is sweatless. It comes naturally. You know what I'm saying? I am a, I am success going somewhere to succeed. You know, I am blessed and I'm going somewhere to release the blessing because it is organic. It is intimate. It is sweatless. I'm not trying to make it happen. Prospering in God in every area of your life is not effortless because when you embrace the grace of God, you may work harder than you've ever worked in your life, but it won't be you doing it. It will be God, but it should be sweatless. It's not effortless, but it should be sweatless. It is the sweatless victory that we get when we walk with God because God's Zoe, God's life is flowing through us. I'm going to use an example uh, in scripture to drive home this point and then we'll close. Um, So the apostle uh, Peter Uh, Peter the Apostle was formerly known as Simon the Fisherman. So when he was Simon the Fisherman, uh, let me tell you what happened. So Jesus showed up one time, there was a crowd there, and he was ready to preach. And there was two fishermen that had fished all night and didn't catch anything. And they were cleaning their nets. They were pretty much like shutting down their business and they were about to go home. And so Jesus was like, okay, hey. And so he picked one of the two and his name was Simon. He was like, excuse me, Mr. Fisherman, I'm the preacher, man, and I need to preach to these people. Um, and can you help me out? It was like, well, what do you need? It was like, uh, uh, can you basically, uh, I need a platform and I'm too close to them. I need to push out a little bit. Can you push out? It was like, sure. Let's use my boat from my fishing business. And so he got in the boat from Simon's fishing business and Simon, the fisherman used his time, his talent and his treasure from his fishing business. And he pushed out and he sold into Jesus's ministry. And so Jesus he went out there and gave him a platform and Jesus preached the gospel. And when Jesus preached, when he was done, then he came back and Jesus was like, you know what? My father is the Lord of the harvest. Once again, sweatless, not trying to make anything happen. He, Jesus was like, you know what? My father is the Lord of the harvest. He was led of the Holy Spirit to say this. He was like, okay, well, the way this works is you sold into my ministry. You sold into the kingdom from your fishing business. Therefore, the way it works is since you sowed a seed, you should reap a harvest. And so hey, go out there, let down your nets, plural, for a catch. Go out there and let down your nets for a catch because you're going to reap a harvest, sweatless harvest, from your fishing business. Now, remember, Simon had worked all night long and got nothing. He had toiled all night long and his efforts were fruitless. And Jesus is saying, now you sowed into my ministry. So go ahead and go out there and let down your nets, plural, for a catch. Now, Simon was a fisherman. 
Jesus so was a preacher. So, so he's like, hey, listen, Mr. Preacher Man. So he's thinking, the Bible says, he's thinking to himself, the preacher man doesn't know how this works. I don't fish with a rod. I fish with a net. <laughs> the reason why those of us that have nets fish at night is because we can't fish during the day. If I throw a net into the water during the day, the fish is going to see the net and swim around the net. So, hey, Mr. Jesus, Mr. Preacher Man, I'm the fisherman. You're the preacher man. Yeah, fish don't don't just swim into nets during the day. Uh, that's not how it works. I know you don't know nothing about fishing, <laughs> but that's not how it works. So, yeah, I'm not going to do that. But then something on the inside of him told the man, go ahead and do that. You know, so he was like, nevertheless, because you said so, fine, I'm going to try it. But he didn't really try it because Jesus told him to let down nets, plural. He only threw one net. And so he goes out there and he's like, all right, let me see what this man. And he throws the net. And when he throws the net, I'm talking about sweatless victory now. When he throws the net, boom, fish come out of nowhere and just start jumping inside of the net. And so he got a net breaking boat, sinking load of fish. He was like, oh, snap, my boat is about to sink. And so he had to call for his partners. And they came and there was so many of them. And they had to hold on to this thing. And they brought it in. And it was the largest load he ever brought in. He got a net breaking boat, sinking load of fish. And he was like, who is this man? And he repented. But here's my point. And then he went on to become a fisherman. Here's my point. Prior to Jesus, part of the curse of Adam, remember when Adam sinned in the garden? Adam sinned and God cursed the man. He, he, he pronounced judgment over the serpent, the woman, and the man. The judgment over the man was from now on, prior to this, Adam, you had everything. I gave you everything. I gave you a garden. It was fed with four streams. You didn't have to work. I gave you everything you needed. I gave you wisdom, revelation, insight, a knowledge, and understanding. I gave you all the provision. I gave you everything. From now on, here's the curse. The curse is you're going to have to work hard for everything you get. That was part. See, Peter had worked hard all night long. The Bible says he toiled all night long. He got nothing. He was fruitless. He had nothing to show for it. But then Jesus came and said, no, 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 no. That's not how I roll. I, I'm not even trying to make stuff happen. I just do whatever the, the father says. What? Let down some net. All right, hey, throw down the nets. There's fish waiting on you. I'm saying that's how it is. It's sweatless victory when you have an intimate and personal and organic relationship with God. You just walk with God. He'll lead you to what to, and, and he will bless it. And you throw, you throw some nets out. Whoa, glory to God. Look at that. Before I was trying to make stuff happen on my own and nothing was happening. And now I'm listening to the Holy Spirit and things are happening supernaturally for me. What? The, I mean, fish just jumped inside of the net. I'm saying the text says that when you walk with me, watch this, when you have an intimate relationship with me, then the blessing is organic. You're not trying to make it happen. It just happens. It is organic and your harvest is sure to be abundant. This is all part of the grace life. This is it. You're not, you're not striving to make everything happen. Jesus got you out of the curse that Adam got you into. Now you're redeemed from the curse. You're redeemed from me having, I'm going to pull myself up by my own bootstraps. I'm going to, no, no, no. I'm redeemed from that. Does that mean I'm not going to work? No, I'm going to still work. I mean, God doesn't bless lazy people. I'm still going to work, but at the end of the day, it's not me doing it. I may work harder than I've ever worked in my life, but it won't be me. It will be the Holy Spirit working through me. It is the grace of God. I am walking in God's grace. I am who I am by the grace of God, and the grace of God towards me shall not be in vain. It is organic, and it is sweatless. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. That's enough for today. I want you to lift up your voice and speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you 
for helping me to get to the point where I experience sweatless abundance by your grace. Now, I don't deserve the life that you destined me to have. I could never earn everything you've done for me. I am not worthy of your profuse favor and your abundant blessing. However, you have chosen to bless me by your undeserved grace. And for that, I will always be thankful. I am the branch. You are the vine. Your life-giving power, your zoe, has come to me, and I declare that it flows through me. There was a point in my life where I was born again, but there was too much of me in the way. So people couldn't see you in me. Those days are over. People come in contact with you when they come in contact with me. My life produces your fruit because I get out of the way and I experience divine prosperity. I enjoy your best in every area of my life. It's not effortless, but it is sweatless. Greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I got another one. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address there. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you more. Walk into this day experiencing God's best. Not more trying, more dying. Let the power and the life of God flow to you and flow through you. Do me a favor. If this message was a blessing, go into the chat, leave me some comments. I read those. Number two, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Greater is coming for us. I'll see you tomorrow morning. This is a message you might need to listen to again. I love you. God bless you.